Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. And so I developed a plan to say, hey, when I, my foundation of who I am, the principles I live by, and my beliefs and my faith, they guide me. And if things don't, opportunities, let's just say opportunities come up and it don't align, I'm quick to say to people, and, and some of those people are close to me, and I tell them this, I'm okay with you not liking me or you not liking my decision for whatever. I'm okay with you not liking me because I much rather you not like me than me not like me. It's intercepted, picked up by Alex Molden. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Hello, welcome once again to The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. Um, I wanna start off by thanking each and every one of you who tune in every week or every other week to listen to some insights from myself and my wonderful guest. You know, when we're talking about leadership or personal development, kind of helping folks see things through a different lens and then be more intentional with how they show up each and every day. So on that, I wanna ask you to do me a favor. If you could just leave me a review, leave me some stars, one, two, three, four, five, it doesn't matter, but I want you to be honest and leave a 
uh, a rating. Um, follow me, okay? Follow me on social media. And also, I want you to give me a review. Um, it can be a short, sweet, to the point on the guests that I've had or on some of the, the podcasts where it's just me. I would greatly appreciate the feedback because that's how I know um, I'm making a, a, an impact and also how I can get better because I know I need to get better in more ways than one. So that's just my short little ask for you today. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about um, something that's that shows up each and every day. And for some of us, we're just not intentional. We don't worry about it too much. But I think that it's, you know, it's, it's one of the um, it's one of the influencers of why somebody's going to follow you or not. And for me, it's the most important for others might not be as much. But for me, it's the most important and um, it's character. But there's a cost, right? There's a there's always a cost for something, you know, for your time, for your energy, for finances. There's some type of cost. And I want to talk to you about the cost of character. And so um, in saying that, like the other day, right, me and my wife and our older kids that are at home, we was watching Netflix. We were just kind of, you know, breezing through. And we saw something on Ronnie Coleman. I forget the name of it, but it's a documentary. And if you don't know, Ronnie Coleman is an eight-time Mr. Olympia. I mean, this dude was jacked, beyond jacked, swole, strong, bodybuilder, okay? And he burst on the scene in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I remember just seeing him on social media when they were first getting started. And this dude, uh, he was a, he was a police officer in in Texas somewhere, but this dude was phenomenal, like unbelievable. I like you know the I guess the bar was has always been uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He he dwarfed Arnold. Like this dude was 5'11", 290 pounds of pure muscle, and he dominated. I think he won eight straight. I don't know if it was straight, but he won eight Mr. Olympias. But now they show him today, right? Today, he's, I believe he's 58. Man, he can't walk. Or he walks with, with two crutches. Two crutches. He has vertebrae, like, in his disc or uh, in his neck fused together from all the pounding, all the weight that he's lifted over the years. Right. There's a cost of the character that it took for him to do the magnificent things that he did. Right. The farther up you go, the more like your character starts to have to become that if you want to keep rising to the challenge, rising um, up the up the staircase, whatever you want to call it. OK, but there's a cost. And I wonder if he ever thought about like what that cost was. Um, another uh, example is my dad, right? My dad is a former um, army sergeant, a drill sergeant at that. And, you know, with that, he, he didn't, 
He didn't eat all that great back in the day. A lot of processed foods. The dude is scared, scared to death of vegetables and fruit. <laughs> and, you know, he was a he was a smoker for 50 plus years and alcohol consumer. He was an alcoholic for 50 plus years. That stuff starts to wear down on you. And now, like he's paying the cost. Now, a lot of it is just, you know, they, they didn't know. We didn't know back in the 70s and 80s, the, you know, because the, you know, it was commercials on cigarettes and how it was cool. Now, I'm not going to use that as an excuse, but, you know, at that at that time, that was that was everywhere. It was in even in the, the Flintstones, you know, saying how cool it was. So but there's a there's a cost. And if we're not aware of it, man, you know, with the character that we want to become, right? Because character, when you break it down, character is who you are. It's who you are. It's not what you do. It's not your relationships. Those things can can guide you towards the character that you want or don't want. But character is who you are. Another example is, and this is, you know, this is my example, and it's something if you haven't been listening or if you've heard the, the first episode when I when I share how when I was done playing football, playing in the NFL, you know, I was retired, I was chilling, I was playing lots of golf, doing a lot of things with the kids in their schools, and, you know, I, I didn't, it was, it was boring. I wanted to do something else. I never thought that hanging with my kids in school and playing golf and working out on my own time would be boring. But yeah, I got bored. So I wanted to to venture out and see what else was out there. The only thing was I didn't have any other experience. My only experience was football. And I didn't want to go into, you know, to coach at the collegiate or at the pro level. So the next best thing for me was I, I knew the nonprofit world the nonprofit sector. I didn't know it, but I did a lot of um, activities. I did a lot of things when I was playing ball. So I just ventured into that, into that world. And when I say venture, I went on a job interview and long story short, you know, this lady told me, Alex, you're not getting this job. And, and mind you, this was a $45,000 a year job. It was entry level at best. And I didn't get it. And she told me why. She said, Alex, you don't know who you are. You know, she kept asking me questions to figure out who I was. And I kept coming up with what I did. I kept talking about my platform, the success that I had in that platform. And I didn't answer the question of who I was. That was a cost. There's a cost when you start to elevate and you're raising your platform and you're having success in whatever area, if you're not careful, that thing that you do will become who you are. And when you finally step away, you're lost or you're stuck. So there's a cost of not knowing who you are. I suggest like asking some questions. Okay, I had a coach, mentor, and he would constantly ask me questions on not just what I wanted to do with my platform of speaking, 
But also, he started off with, Alex, we need to figure out, like, who you are first. And then does that character still align with your true values, your beliefs? Because a lot of folks, you know, we use language, right? We use words to convey who we are. And you got to do that. But if your words don't align with your actions, that that's one of the worst things, I think, is to say that you're something that you're really not. I coach high school football, right? And I and I and I train a select few. And my 13-year-old is one of those select few. And I told him, I said, you don't need to tell people how fast you are or how good you are in whatever sport. Let your actions do that. And when your actions do that, other people will start to tell other people, other folks about how good or how fast you are. You don't have to do it. You don't want to do it. Let your actions do it. Okay? So, but one of the things you can ask yourself is like, number one, I just talked about that. Like, what are um, your your beliefs? What What are your values? And do you break them often to get to, you know, to build for relationships or a job or something like that? Is you got to have a foundation of who you are. And then you got to ask yourself, are you okay with where you're at right now? Or do you want to change? Because the cool thing is we can change our character. Now, it's hard if the older we get, we fall into our ways, right? My pops, he's 71. I had a conversation with him yesterday about how my brother, who's living out in Atlanta, how he's telling him, you know, some of the things that he can't eat. Man, he's telling me I can't eat fried chicken, Alex. He's telling me I got to start drinking more water. Or I got to start eating more vegetables. So, yeah, Pops, you have to do that, right? You want to live. You want to keep walking this earth. You want to build a relationship with your grandchildren. These are some of the things. This is the cost of changing who you are. And I get it. It's not comfortable, especially you're you setting your ways. But we, we have a choice. We have a choice of changing who we are. And some of us, you know, those who are listening or you have children that are that are going off to higher education. Right. I have a daughter who's going uh, to University of Oregon in the fall. Now, I understand like this is a time in her life where she can be able to change who she wants to be or if she's OK. If she's OK with where she's at and just but, you know, developing to a better version of herself. And it's going to be tough because you ain't got dad. You ain't got that right there in your ear every night. You ain't got your mama. So she needs to be set or she needs to start to ask herself questions on the values and the beliefs because she's going to be pulled a lot of different ways by professors, by other uh, females, by maybe males other people in different, you know, uh, sectors or whatnot. She's going to be pulled different ways. There's going to be some type of pressure, pure pressure. 
All right. And there's a cost of saying no. You're going to be okay with that. One of the things that my coach told me, and it was, it made such an impact. And it was it was this. He said, Alex, you got to get comfortable with telling people no. You have to get comfortable with telling people no. Because everybody, I don't say everybody, most people, they say yes to any and everything. You got to be okay with saying no. And so I developed a plan to say, hey, when I, my foundation of who I am, the principles I live by, and my beliefs and my faith, they guide me. And if things don't, opportunities, let's just say opportunities come up and it don't align, I'm quick to say to people, and, and some of those people are close to me, and I tell them this, I'm okay with you not liking me or you not liking my decision for whatever. I'm okay with you not liking me because I much rather you not like me than me not like me. You know what I'm saying? There's times that, you know, we make decisions based off of things that don't align with who we are, peer pressure and whatnot. <laughs> I had a, um, I don't know if I should share this. I don't know. You guys are family, but one of, I just said, one of my children um, kissed someone and he felt terrible because it happened because of peer pressure. And he was, he was upset at himself. And I had to have this because the peer pressure happened. And I told him the exact same things. I said, man, with, with where you want to go, who you want to be, is that okay? Just straight, I'm just asking him. It's, it's not okay. I'm not saying it's wrong or, or, or right or indifferent. It just, is, does this align? Does, how does this make you feel? You use that intuition. And I told him, I said, man, you know, you need to be okay with telling people no. You have to. And saying the exact same thing, what I just said is if you don't like yourself after making that decision, you need to get to a point where if that opportunity or those, because not every opportunity is, is right for you, but you need to be okay with saying, I'm okay with you not liking me because I'd much rather you not like me than me not like me. Because he was, you know, he was upset at himself, mad that he made that decision. And now it's going to be all in school and, and whatnot. But um, we need to be okay with that. But. It's just something that um, I want to talk a little bit about because there's always a cost. And you got to be okay with paying that cost. If you're not, then don't do it. Okay? All right. Appreciate you guys. Once again, leave me a rating. Give me some stars. It doesn't matter. One, two, five. I'll take them. Okay? All right. I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tra- to transition. What, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure, check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.